All right, welcome everyone to the latest edition of Bird Hunter's Garage. I wanted to just spend a few minutes right at the beginning to talk through upcoming events in the chapter. So first off, we have a pint night on March 20th. This will be at Springfield Brewing Company. Um, a great opportunity to meet the chapter leadership, get to know them a little bit, come and just have a social hour hang out, um, talk quail hunting, habitat management, all the great things that we love and enjoy. Um, we also should have a gun raffle at that one and maybe a couple other items. That's kind of uh, to kick off our Clays for Conservation event that'll happen April 6th at Ozark Shooters. So we did something like this in, in the late summer. It was a great time. A um, little bit of competition, but just overall the event had a great atmosphere. Um, I really enjoyed it. I shot better than I anticipated, so that definitely helps. But I think there was a lot of smiles, um, and it did a great job of kind of funding our, our chapter um, for the upcoming year. So looking forward to that again. We should have a meal and, and kind of... Um, work out some more details as we get closer, but mark that on your calendar. Our chapter Facebook page is probably the best way to find out details for that. And you can find that by um, searching Quail Forever Springfield Plateau Chapter. Um, and if you have any questions, you can just shoot me an email. Um, there's also a prescribed fire workshop that's kind of in the works right now. Um, Fire is really hard to um, schedule around because you you know you need good weather conditions. Um, so we've we've kind of had that come up and had to push back because of weather. So right now I think that interest is um, March sixteenth. Um, so looks like that'll be on the calendar and, and we should have more details as we get closer. Again, if you have any questions, you can send us a email or a Facebook page message and we can respond. Um, all right. For this episode, you know, I did one episode kind of an upland preview at the beginning before season and it got a great response. It's our most listened to episode. So I thought I'd just kind of do something similar for a season recap. Um, and this is, you know, this is just what I experienced. You can take it or leave it. Um, and, you know, kind of compare it to your, what your season looked like. I, I think I'll, I'll kind of summarize the, the quail numbers that I saw. It was probably steady for the last couple of years. I think maybe four and five years ago, I saw, I would say good numbers and it's kind of gone down a little since then and kind of held on since there. So that's what I saw. I, I mean, I understand there's probably variation across the state depending on where you hunt. Um, and I think another important thing that, to mention here, I think weather has a lot to do with, you know, weather the day of your hunt uh, has a lot to do with your success. Um, I had a couple days that were probably ideal weather conditions. You know, my dog was able to smell everything. Um, and then I had a couple days that I hunted that were pretty like in the sixties in December. Um, so that made it really tough. And we, we, we lost a down bird, um, to that one spent, you know, 
probably half an hour, 45 minutes looking for a single bird, knew exactly where it went down, um, but just, just couldn't find it. Um, and usually, you know, my dog is, is a Hoover vacuum when it comes to those dead birds, but just couldn't get, couldn't get a smell, smell or sniff on that one. So, um, what I thought I'd do is just kind of walk through week by week, um, of our hunting season and that'll give you a good, good idea of when it was kind of, so you can kind of compare to, to what you saw maybe that week or around that time period. Um, but I'll start first with, I, I went to, for a trip to North Dakota, um, and it was the, I believe the third weekend of September. So it was the second week of their season. And, um, it wasn't as good as the previous year. And I think it goes back to that weather the day of your hunting. We had pretty hot conditions compared to our really successful trip trip two years ago. Um, we could only hunt, you know, maybe two or three hours in the morning. And then it was, it was pretty much done after that. Um, which isn't a terrible thing, but, um, you know, it made it hard to really have a lot of bird contacts. Um, I, th I think looking back on it and talking with, with Aiden, who went to a s pretty close to the same area as I did. Aiden is our, our district representative for Quail Forever. Um, you know, he said that they hunted a lot of wheat fields and grain fields, and we focused more on, on um, prairie prairie type grasses and, and fields where, where, you know, you would typically see them roost at and probably spend more time on later in the year. Um, so I think that may put that in, in our hat and, and focus a little bit more on, on wheat fields while we're up there earlier in the year. So, you know, tentatively planning on going back, I think, I think I might push, um, to a little bit later, maybe, maybe in the first week of October next year, just, just so you have that, um, better chance of having cooler weather where you can hunt closer to all day. Um, but we'll see, uh, you know, a lot, a lot depends, um, on what, what kind of weather they have up there this spring and, and summer to see what their bird numbers are. Uh, but fast forwarding, the first week in November, I did not hunt the first day of the season. I hunted the fourth. Um, it's the one one day of the year that I hunt private land in Missouri. Um, it It's a piece of property that I know has quail. It's a pretty big piece of property. I've seen them sitting in a tree stand there. Um, and it seems to be fairly consistent. Not, not just tons of quail, but, um, you know, they're definitely around. Um, a lot of native native grasses and and forbs for them to have cover and food with. Um, I think the cover is too good there. Um, just bird contacts are have been low the last couple of years. Um, so we we didn't end up moving any quail. Really, that property excels recently with the woodcock. Um, we were really hoping to run into one of those, but you know, we just had a really warm October and they just weren't down here yet. Um, so, you know, kind of scratched my head a little bit on that one, but, um, again, it was warm, so we didn't hunt all day. Um, ended up finding a ton of persimmons and brought those home. Um, I am terrible at 
uh, judging whether persimmon is ripe. So I, I had about, um, you know, two bowls full of not, not ripe persimmons, which were not edible at all. If you've ever had an unripe persimmon, um, you know exactly what I mean. Um, then fast forward to the next weekend, November 11th, I deer hunted um, at the same property. Um, a spectacular deer season. I ended up harvesting two does. Uh, my group, I think that we had a couple bucks that were taken. Um, kind of one interesting note that uh, that happened. Um, you know, we you hear black vulture uh, radio commercials on the um, around here in Springfield uh, quite often. Um, it's it's kind of the USDA pushing. Um, letting farmers know, you know, there's resources to help them combat during um, calving season. And um, I, I had seen black vultures at Volchol's Dam. Um, I think they had a problem with them there, but hadn't really noticed them elsewhere. Um, so one of one of the guys that we were hunting with, he shot a deer and um, went to go get his pickup. And before he got back, there there were vultures on it. I mean, we're talking half an hour or so. Um, and it, um, you know, they pretty much decimated the deer, not much left of it. So that was something I had never seen. I think we'll probably see more of it because since that day, I've, I've seen probably 20 to 30 more black vultures. Um, I have a contact at a friend that works at city utilities and here in Springfield. And he says, you know, they do a ton to keep them off their, their power plant and uh, Lake Springfield Dam and those areas. Um, they're really becoming a nuisance. So um, I think that's one thing we're probably going to keep our eye out here in the next uh, coming years. I, I think it, it'll it be kind of concerning to, to see, you know, what impact they have. Um, but, but moving forward... Um, and, you know, my season, I, I pretty much hunt every Saturday, occasionally um, Sunday, but it's pretty much every Saturday I get to go and typically, you know, spend four hours or so um, hunting. Um, so that's when I talk through these dates, that's kind of what I was, um, what I was doing at the time. So no, the next weekend was November 18th. I had good weather conditions this time. I went to a spot that I found quail before on public land and um, first point of the year was um, for my dog over the shoulder point, um, held awesome, steady as a rock, walked up to it, blushed the cubby, took one out of it. Um, and uh, retrieved to hand, then looked for singles for just a few minutes, but decided to, um, you know, head in another direction, walked all around, had some, you know, sense where he was on, on something, but never did connect. Um, came back to, to look kind of for those singles. Um, cause it was a big cubby, um, found one out of there, got that one. He made a water retrieve on that one, um, which was which was awesome because um, it was just super thick viney type vegetation um, went about another hundred yards found a different cubby um, and was able to take one out of that 
Um, by that point, it was getting close to noon. My legs were worn out. Um, I was pretty happy with three quail. Um, so we headed back. Um, then November 24th, I guess that, that um, was around Thanksgiving. I went duck hunting. Um, I think it opened on the 23rd on Thanksgiving Day, 24th, Black Friday. Um, and I had probably the best duck hunt um, I've I've had in a while. Um, had some teal come in, had some wood ducks come in. Um, I ended up with with uh, two teal, two greenling teal, and a wood duck. Um, Abe made great retrieves on all three of them. I was pumped. Um, then the next day, we went quail hunting, and it was kind of a repeat of the of the time before. Um, we had we had not maybe not as great of pointing, um, but we ended up bagging three quail again. About um, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock, I decided to, that was a good day and headed back home. Um, the next weekend, December 2nd, um, was the weekend I mentioned earlier that it was, it was hot. I think it was like 60-something degrees. Um, we moved a covey of quail um, and chased the singles, but really didn't end up um, finding anything. Um, one cool thing we, I, we did see... This, I mean, this was in the middle of a prairie of, you know, maybe 800 acres of prairie, not a tr tree in sight. Um, I jumped up a hawk that wasn't just kind of in the grass. And I went over to see, you know, was he eating something? Hope, crossing my fingers, it wasn't a quail. And I, it was a green wing teal hen that the hawk was eating just out in the middle of this prairie. Um, probably, I don't know half mile a mile from any water source any pond or anything so that was pretty wild and especially there weren't many ducks around at that point so um i took a picture of it in the grass it's kind of gruesome um checked for, for any bands that might be there but um it it was uh just kind of an all tight don't see that a lot um then december 10th i went duck hunting again um no ducks didn't i don't think we saw a single duck um on that day but i as we were getting up to leave i saw just something like shoot across the top of the water like a soviet submarine um you can just see the water like kind of piling up um and it was moving fast um so i kind of just sat there and just see what it was and um it was an otter and um it's Swam around, was kind of curious what Abe was, but didn't want any interactions between those two. So I kept Abe close and um, just kind of watched him for a few minutes. I don't think I'd really seen one up close, at least not that close. Um, so it was kind of cool to see, but also um, maybe thought that's why I wasn't seeing any ducks because there's an otter hanging around. Not sure if they, um, if they eat a lot of ducks, but I assume... You know, they definitely can with how fast they can swim. Um, then December 16th, I hunted with our 
district representative from Quail Forever, Aiden Carey. Um, we kind of detailed that episode um, in talking with him, but we moved some birds. It was rainy and pretty warm. Um, Abe had some difficulty uh, pointing them. I think he, he could smell them, but it had to be really close. So it kind of resulted in a, a few bumped birds. Um, I guess we didn't learn our lesson because on December 23rd, I went and took a friend. Uh, we, we ended up moving a few, um, coveys and they were kind of, they're bumped because it was 62 degrees. I think, um, it was, it was hot and I ended up, um, shooting one quail and we looked for that one for quite a while. Like I mentioned, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes did weren't able to find them. Usually have pretty good success finding them. Don't, you know, maybe lose one bird a season. And that, that was it for this year. That was our, our one bird. Um, it was definitely down. Um, and then <laughs> uh, this was kind of a tough spell for me. The, I hunted the 27th and 31st. So that was after Christmas. I had, uh, about a week off there and went duck hunting up by Clinton, Missouri. They got a ton of rain, um, I guess like on the 26th. So the rivers were coming up really fast. It was flooding the wetlands. I was really hopeful we were going to see some birds. We saw a few on the 27th. Then on the 31st, um, it got pretty cold. So I was hoping that that cold weather would um, move some birds in, but didn't end up happening and I didn't see any birds. I have a, a Momarsh Invisiman uh, blind type thing. It's kind of like a, a layout blind on stilts. Um, and I was packing that around um, on a sled and I ended up um, my sled tipped over and my, my uh, layout blind filled up with water. Um, you know, it was only a foot or two deep, knee deep water and man, carrying that thing out after that was miserable. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Um, but I guess I didn't learn my lesson. So on January 6th, I went duck hunting again. Um, and, um, you know, the weather was fairly good. I think it was, you know, thirties and this was the first time I had attempted golden eye or diver hunting. Um, you know, we, we do get in Southwest Missouri, some golden eye around I'd seen them, but never, um, you know, had the decoys out there. I, I read a lot about diver hunting over the summer and decided I'd invest in some diver decoys. So I did that. I don't really have, I don't have a, a duck hunting boat. So we used a kayak to set out the decoys and uh, kind of hunted from those layout blinds um, shallow in shallow water. Um, and we, we did see some ducks. We saw some puddle ducks, saw some geese, and had a few divers get close. And then we had one group of GoldenEye um, work us pretty good. And I, I was able to harvest a mature Drake GoldenEye. It was a beautiful bird, unfortunately. Um, when I went to return, he's kind of, um, I went to dispatch him and broke a wing. So 
probably would have ended up on on the wall um but um still cool to see i'm it's in the freezer i'm excited to to taste golden knife i hear it's pretty good um then on the 14th i was hoping to close out quail season with one last hunt it was cold weather but then um <laughs> it was it actually turned out to be um sub-zero like i think that was the weekend where it was negative 10. um I chapter some group guys from the chapter went quail hunting the day before on the 13th and they didn't see anything um i, I don't i don't necessarily love to hunt when it's sub-zero like that um so just just uh you know because you're flushing the birds out of kind of their thick um cover that that they're in so i try not to, to hunt too much when when quail hunt too much when it's that cold so i, I ended up going duck hunting um it was pretty it was pretty cold so you know that's usually when i have my my really good days when everything's frozen up if you can find some some water that's not frozen um i have a spot that you know seems to be a pretty good producer year after year when those conditions happen um i went there i took abe and very cautiously took abe i didn't have any buddies to go with me and since it was you know kind of dangerously cold i thought it'd probably best to take him and you know keep definitely keep him out of the water it's you know typically ankle deep water um, but keep him out of the water, brought a coat for him, um, and ended up, um, you know, there, it wasn't even ankle deep water. It was just kind of sheet water. So didn't, didn't see any, um, ducks whatsoever, saw a few geese. I think they had all pushed out by then. Um, and kind of one, one thing I found out on this hunt is Garmin collars and, um, handhelds are rated down to I think four below and it was six below so um, I ended up kind of frying my handheld battery um, for my Garmin so probably next time if you know I, I do go and use it um, keep it in a coat pocket or something where it stays a little bit warmer because that set me up trying to run around and find a battery um, for the next weekend which I was headed to Kansas um and we hunted uh, three days out in western pretty far western kansas and uh the episode with turbo flush kennel i kind of went into it um we found found some birds um i think we ended up striking out all three days um did see some lesser prairie chickens and that was that was super awesome worth, worth the drive for that but um, I think, you know, talking to my buddies, I think we want to head back to those um, areas where it's, you know, pretty, pretty well noted, but also um, I think year after year they have um, decent numbers. Um, so that's kind of where we ended up for the season. I'll say overall, um, it was kind of what I expected. I had some good hunts and some not so good hunts but i'll chalk the not so good hunts up to more of the weather um the day of the hunt um and then duck hunting i think was you know other than that first opening day i think it was not great um just 
had a, it was really warm through that first part of December. You know, we typically get a good push of ducks in, um, and then you know didn't really see cold weather to make the migration until January, and then you know kind of season season was over, and you have you have some pretty smart birds by then. So that's what we saw. Um, other notes during the year, I think Abe, Abe had a, a great year. Um, he's kind of on almost autopilot now, just knows the routine. I think, I think I'm going to work with him in the off season, just on some steadiness, um, from some, you know, going into next year, just some things I saw, um, when I went hunting with Aiden, I, I wish he was a, a little bit better on those birds. They just barely got a scent on, um, but nothing nothing real concerning there. I think just kind of brushing the rust off maybe at the beginning of the season will help. Maybe a little um, retrieving touch-up as well. Um, but overall, um, it was a fun year. Can't wait for next year. Um, I didn't end up duck hunting the last, last weekend in January. We're, we're actually moving um, houses, so that kind of took up the last part of January for me. Um, but I did get to hunt, you know, from November 4th to January 21st every weekend and a couple extra days here and there with, with the holidays. Um, so super, super happy with that. Um, I think looking forward, I like to do, you know, at this time of year, I like to go out to conservation areas, take Abe, just work on a little bit of training with him and wear my, wear my bird hunting vest to pick up trash. Um, shotgun shells are pretty plentiful at most of the areas. Um, you know, pop bottles, just, just anything. I, you find those, um, foil balloons a lot. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. Maybe do a little coyote hunting once we get moved in. Um, but I think that's kind of it till, till next fall, um, as far as hunting. Um, and then, you know, fishing is a big part of, big part of our spring and summer. Um, hopefully get, get my wife and kid out on the boat a little bit and Abe, Abe gets to go when, when they want to sleep in. So should be a fun spring and summer. Um, Upcoming guest for the spring, kind of want to keep going on a monthly basis. Um, I have a few um, ideas for, you know, who, who would like to have on the podcast, um, but certainly open to any ideas that you guys have. Um, feel free to shoot my way. You can see, find my email address on um, the description in the podcast bio. Um, but definitely love to hear if anybody has any ideas or suggestions. Um, all right. Well, um, till next time, um, enjoyed having you and um, look forward to our Clays for Conservation event on April 6th. Thanks.